Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wanderers to my labyrinth of crazy talk. My name is Rob, and I will be your host to talk on topics and strange and bizarre as you join me on The Darken Walk. Oftentimes, at least back in the days of yore, when families actually kept photo albums, which nowadays is like the A-track tape player, gone to greener pastures, never to be seen again, due mostly because of cell phones, which are today's modern photo albums. But back in the day, I remember looking through old photo albums and looking at those old pictures of family members now gone and wondered who they were. What were they like? So one day when I was visiting my grandparents, there were two old black and white pictures on the wall of two gentlemen in these large old ornate frames, uh, obviously one in each frame. And while I was looking at them, I asked my grandma who they were. I mean, I've seen them all the time in her living room, just hanging there on the wall and uh, never really bothered to ask who they were. Um, so when I asked her, she replied that one of the gentlemen in the pictures was my grandfather's father, and the other one was her father. So it was funny because then we kind of sat there looking at him for a minute or two. And then my grandma looked at me, and she made a comment that I looked very much like her father. And like her father, I'm also an artist. I do a lot of pencil illustrations and so forth. And so she said that her father also used to draw horses all the time. Now, this guy lived back in the 1800s. And after she said that, I stared at her father's picture closely, you know, kind of closer than I did before. And sure enough, I actually did look a lot like him. And then I wondered. So today we're going to talk about family tree rebirth. I'm going to go into some twisted ideas about this. So anyway, we'll start off with my theory. Here's my theory. We will return in time if our family tree continues. Now, as I go into this episode, I'm gonna expound upon that theory because it's kind of like short, sweet, what does it mean? Uh, so anyway, all right. Um, but to begin, I'm gonna go into narration mode on something that will kind of set the basis for what I'm going to talk about afterwards. Okay, so here's here it is, narration mode. The term DNA often appears in the media these days. Because of this, we all have a general idea of what the term means. When we think of DNA, we think of genes, and therefore we correctly associate DNA with genetic inheritance. Yet our common understanding of DNA tends to be highly limited and somewhat inaccurate. Consider, for example, the following three statements. Number one, the human genome is much like a set of blueprints. Our living cells use these blueprints as guides to construct the human body. Number two, the human genome operates like a computer program with coded instructions for building and maintaining a human body. Number three, the human genome is primarily a set of lists that specify the sequence of ingredients for assembling proteins. 
our DNA does not actually contain any plans or instructions for building and maintaining a human body. There are good reasons to quibble over all three of these assertions, but the most accurate of the three is number three. The human genome is not at all like a blueprint. The comparison with a computer program is somewhat more enlightening, but still highly misleading. DNA is a bit more than that, because DNA also includes templates for RNA molecules that help regulate the manufacture of these proteins. No, DNA and RNA are very similar types of molecules. Your genetic inheritance is permanently stored in long DNA molecules. RNA molecules tend to be much shorter in both length and lifespan, serving as useful but temporary copies of certain stretches of your DNA. Okay, first of all, what I find interesting about this statement that I just read is it's actually contradictory to itself. For instance, it says, yet our common understanding of DNA tends to be highly limited and somewhat inaccurate. And then further on, it says, there are good reasons to quibble over all three of, of these assertions, but the most accurate of the three is number three. The human genome is not at all like a blueprint. Okay, so first you're telling me that your knowledge of DNA is highly limited and somewhat inaccurate, but then you go on to say, but it is like number three because this is what it is. I have to chuckle when I find things like this because here and again is a source making a resolute statement as if everything there is to know about DNA is now known. And there is no question remaining because we just now know it all. Just like when we used to think the world was flat or when we used to think we were the center of the universe or when we used to think the sun revolved around the earth. <laughs> and yet as another example, in the statement by Lord Calvin in 1900, he stated, there is nothing new to be discovered in physics now. All that remains is more and more precise measurement. Five years later, this statement was shattered when Albert Einstein published his groundbreaking work on special relativity. This just goes to show, as stated by Eric Von Daniken, that we as humans are proud of our arrogance, but have forgotten humility. Let's face it, we as humans are an inherently ignorant race and still have so much to learn. Okay, so now getting back on track to this episode's topic, family tree rebirth. How, might you ask? Well, I believe that as long as we have children and they have children and they have children, etc., and so forth and so on, that our exact blueprint is passed on through them because I believe that our DNA stores our blueprint for use in the process of human construction. Perhaps it needs this blueprint as a starting block but maybe only needs some of it to get started, hence where the RNA comes in. But does that mean that somewhere along the line, the entire blueprint will never be used to its fullest? As it goes, 
Our children then carry along our blueprint and somewhere along the family line, our blueprint will reemerge and we will be reborn, reincarnated, whatever you wish to call it, exactly as we are now. So when statements are made, like matter-of-factly, I can buy into that. I'll buy into that 100% if, if there's a lot of evidence, proof, and the fact that we have everything that leaves no doubt. So from my point of view, here's kind of how I see it. What if by nature of sheer chemistry and happenstance, there comes a time trigger that causes our entire blueprint stored in our DNA to essentially produce an exact copy of our once selves. For example, what if after this part and then that part of our blueprint is used and then another part later is used that eventually a use record, so to speak, is also being stored so that after so many cycles or partial blueprint uses are recorded, that the entire process defaults to the whole use of our blueprint, which starts the cycle of parts use or partial reference thereafter all over again, and thus repeats such that every so many human constructions, a whole blueprint matrix pops out, which is essentially the embodiment or exact copy of a person that once lived and now is able to live again. Although remote, I also believe that in this process, our distant memories may carry along too. And thus, we have moments of a sort of, I don't know, deja vu, but not as I mentioned in my earlier episode about deja vu, but more along the lines of sudden recognition when our new selves revisit a place we've been before meet soulmates of those also reborn of this process, who perhaps were once our friends, our kin, etc. A good example of this is General George S. Patton. General George S. Patton firmly believed he had lived another life in the remote past and had memories of his life from that time. Therefore, I think it is good to procreate because it may very well be that should you not have children, you may just be rendering yourself extinct, never to be again, ever. In other words, there is nowhere left for your ancestral blueprint to go, and thus becomes no more, gone into oblivion when you die. Now here's my closing statement. Imagine if this is all true, imagine the number of blueprints your DNA may be storing inside you right now. Whose blueprint will be reborn next? Who's next in line, if you will? And having said that, what is your number? Kind of makes you see things like abortion a whole different way. Kind of makes you think about your choices in life. Well. That's it for this podcast within the darkened walk. I hope I left you with some thought-provoking concepts to carry you through the rest of your day and even into your sleep. Always remember, never close your mind to the possibilities that may exist. 
Peace out.